This is Dr. Balegai here. Today's podcast is on cardiovascular disease and breast cancer, where these entities intersect. It's a scientific statement from the American Heart Association, published in circulation in early uh, 2018, 30 to E66. The co-authors of this very important scientific statement are Dr. Lakshmi S. Mehta, Dr. Carol E. Watson, Dr. Anna Barak, Dr. Teresa M. Becky, Dr. Vera Bittner, Dr. Salvador Cruz Flores, Dr. Susan Dent, Dr. Lavanya Kondapilli, Dr. Bonnie Key, Dr. Tachuku Okuwusa, and Dr. Il- Dr. Ileana Pinna, and the senior author is Dr. Annabel Santos Volgerman. This document is on behalf of the American Heart Association Cardiovascular Disease in Women and Special Populations Committee of the Council on Clinical Cardiology, the Council on Cardiovascular and Stroke Nursing, and the Council on Quality of Care and Outcomes Research. The following are the summary points to remember about this American Heart Association scientific statement on cardiovascular disease and breast cancer. Point number one, in older postmenopausal women, the risk of mortality attributable to cardiovascular disease is higher in breast cancer survivors than in women with, without a history of breast cancer. This greater risk manifests itself approximately seven years after the diagnosis of breast cancer. Point number two, age-adjusted mortality rates of coronary artery disease and stroke are higher than that of breast cancer. Mortality ra- rates are higher in non-Hispanic black women than in non-Hispanic white and Hispanic women for coronary artery disease, stroke, and breast cancer. Point number three, cardiovascular disease and breast cancer have shared risk factors, including age, diet, family history, alcohol intake, hormone replacement, obesity or overweight, physical activity, and tobacco use. Adherence to a large number of ideal cardiovascular health behaviors or factors such as American Heart Association's Life Simple 7 Health Campaign is associated with a trend towards lower incidence of breast cancer. Point number four, cancer therapy can result in early or delayed cardiotoxicity that can vary from left ventricular dysfunction to overt heart failure, hypertension, arrhythmias, myocardial ischemia, valvular disease, thromboembolic disease, pulmonary hypertension, and pericarditis. The most commonly reported and monitored side effect of chemotherapy is LV systolic dysfunction. Patients are at risk for cardiovascular dysfunction with cardiotoxic chemotherapies include any of the following. A. High-dose anthracycline therapy with a doxorubicin dose of equal to or greater than 250 milligrams per square meter body surface or epirubicin uh, a dose of greater than or equal to 600 milligrams per square meter B. High-dose radiation therapy when the heart is in the field of treatment. Radiotherapy equal to or greater, greater than 30 gray. C. Sequential treatment. Lower-dose anth- anthracycline therapy that is doxorubicin less than 250 milligrams per square meter or epirubicin less than 600 milligrams per square meter. And then subsequent therapy with trastuzumab or D, combination therapy, lower-dose anthracycline therapy, that is doxorubicin less than 250 milligrams per square meter, or epirubicin less than 600 milligrams per square meter, combined with lower-dose radiation therapy, 
and the heart is is in the field of treatment with less less than 30 of radiation one number five patients are more likely to develop cardiotoxicity including those with any of the following risk factors a older age at the time of therapy that is equal to or greater than 60 years um, greater than or equal to to two cardiovascular disease risk factors during or after cancer therapy diabetes mellitus dyslipidemia high blood pressure obesity smoking and b history of myocardial infarction moderate valvular disease or low normal lv systolic function ejection fraction of 50 to 55 percent before or during potentially cardiotoxic chemotherapy point number six Radiotherapy can result in coronary atherosclerosis and accelerated endothelial injury as early as five years after exposure among breast cancer survivors who have received left-sided thoracic therapy and the persistence of risk remains for up to 30 years. In addition to macrovascular disease, patients can also de develop microvascular dysfunction and this results in clinically impaired coronary flow reserve, myocardial ischemia and myocardial fibrosis. Point number seven, monitoring strategies for cardiotoxicity include echocardiography and or strain imaging, MAGA scans, but this is exposing a, a cancer patient to more radiation, cardiac magnetic resonance imaging and or feature tracking, F, FTMRI, biomarkers, troponin and BNP. Point number, point number eight, since data from large randomized controlled trials of beta blocker, angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitor, angiotensin receptor blocker, and spironolactone therapy in breast cancer patients are not available, the authors opine that it is reasonable to treat anthracycline or trastuzumab induced cardiomyopathy in accordance with the American College of Cardiology and American Heart Association heart failure guidelines. Point number nine. <clears throat> There are no definitive guidelines specific to cardiovascular disease prevention in breast cancer patients because most of these studies are small and have variable endpoint definitions. Point number 10, the authors concluded that comprehensive care is an essential element in the management of cancer patients to maximize gains in cancer therapy while minimizing the potential deleterious impact on cardiovascular health. This includes surveillance, in survivorship programs. In summary, this is this article shines a light on a on a burgeoning field, but with a paucity of randomized clinical data. There, uh, there is there is not enough evidence-based data to make specific recommendations in the management of such patients. This is Dr. Baliga here. I congratulate the co-authors of this important document for shining a light on this important topic.